Vince McMahon feels a brother feud would not work at WrestleMania. Hall of Fame announcer calls it quits. An elite outlook on wrestling, the death of DVD. And a UFC fighter fears AEW on Tap Out Talk. Welcome everybody. This is episode 20, UFC Fears AEW. We're going to get right into the main topic here on Tap Out Talk. So a former UFC champion has shown that he fears an AEW fighter. While speaking with the throwing down with Renee and Misha, um, AEW star Jake Hager talked about his potential to fight against John Jones. He stated that things went quiet on Jones after the end, Hager then denied that a grappling match ever happened between the two or that it was set. Jake Hager stated that he wondered whether Jones was scared of him or not. And John Bones Jones, you know, has been very quiet once he found out that Jake Hager works for AEW. He also believes that John Jones wants to work for AEW in some capacity. Jake Hager also previously stated that John Jones has gone quiet regarding a fight between the two of them. Um, this very interesting point because, you know, Junior Dos Santos and many others um, have also joined AEW from the UFC world, and John Jones is at the end of his career. But you decide, is he fearful of a bad relationship with AEW, or is he scared of this AEW current MMA fighter? Guys, if you're new to the show, um, I would like you guys to give me a little subscribe or contact me on Twitter and we can chit-chat. But um, if anything, at minimal, please just hit the like button. It helps you know get this channel into the main feed, especially since we're a newer channel. Let's jump right into our next topic. All right, we have an elite outlook. So I want to take a minute and I just want to really talk about um, the definition really quick of elite, right? So if you look up the definition of elite, it's a select group that is superior in terms of ability or qualities to the rest of the group or society. Think about that for a minute. They say you can lead by example. They say that actions speak louder than words. So you know what? I want to give you an example of what Tony Khan has done with AEW in making the elite, the premier wrestling promotion. They've put themselves away from the group. They've put themselves away from the sports entertainment society. And not only with people and fans but employees and this is how it's an elite outlook of how they have done that i'm going to give you three examples example number one john moxley being all elite he was a staple when he came over and the first main guy to come over from the wwe world once the company got going moxley recently has taken time off due to a uh, working on some alcoholism and some treatment for that right and what's interesting is, you know, they just had a new kid with Renee Young, and he's got, you know, trying to get his life priority state in an order. And basically, Tony Khan has taken this elite approach and said, you know what, the company's here for you and fully supports Mox and actually rewrote some of their plans. And they still have plans for Mox when he returns to be going full throttle in the main event. There's one example. Second example, think of the case of Jim Ross. Jim Ross has recently been diagnosed with cancer, and he actually, the company has given him time off. Now, Ross is expected to be back late December. Um, as he says, you know, you know, he does not want to take much time off because Ross feels like his impact 
uh, is very, very huge on the AEW roster. But the company fully supports good old JR in his time of need. So that is two times and two incidents recently. And I want to give you the third one. Think of the case of Big Swole. Okay, Big Swole was part of the initial AEW recruits. She was actually the real, she is the real life wife of Cedric Alexander. So that is a great relationship that AEW has had with her. And her contract simply has expired. And the two parted ways in the company and the employee parted as friends. And that's something that is hard to do in today's landscape. And that's something that you don't see with a lot of employers out there. And so Big Swole has had nothing but great things to say about her experience. And Tony Khan was able to also, you know, kind of, and they have a great working relationship and respect for each other. And that's how you can tell it's a great working environment. So that is the elite outlook and I, it's very refreshing, and it's an amazing thing to see in the wrestling world that we have a company and an owner with a heart to care for its employees, and the employees give it back. Let's go to the next story. Our next story is the Brothers Blood Feud. Now, it's interesting because this was a feud that they fought with and they wanted for WrestleMania for so many years. But you'll be surprised to learn that Vince McMahon actually did not want this feud ever and did not feel like it was... Um, a good enough view to feature on a big show in the greatest uh, sports entertainment arena. So Dustin Rhodes recently talked about the issue of to um, a, a group called Way of the Blade. He said that he fought hard while in WWE to get a match against Cody. He said Vince McMahon himself told the brother versus brother war wasn't good enough for WrestleMania. Uh, and he and quote, I had to fight hard every single year to get to work my brother at WrestleMania. And point blank, Vince McMahon would always tell me, this is not a match that's good enough to be on WrestleMania. He goes, it pissed me off. That pissed me off bad. And it was hurtful, and it did something to me. It really depleted every ounce of passion that I had. I fought for it every single year. And Cody fought for it too. We both fought for it every every year that WrestleMania came around. The long-anticipated match was wasn't something Dustin Rose initially thought he had in him. And after his time with the WWE, he said that he believed his career was over. The match at Double or Nothing did occur at the inaugural pay-per-view of AEW in the very first Double or Nothing in 2019. And he revived a spark that he once saw with the fans reacting to the fight. And that match was insane. And it was definitely match of the night candidate between the Rhodes brothers. And then um, just even the embrace at the end. And it was a brother's blood feud. You decide, was this WrestleMania worthy or not? Let's move on. All right, guys. So there is a real quick bit about the Cruiserweight title possibly leaving. Now, we knew this was playing into the NXT pay-per-view that happened on Sunday night with Joe Gacy's character looking to make it an all-inclusive title, kind of equal to the North American title in NXT and get rid of the 205 weight limit. Right now, we do know that Roderick Strong has won that match, but we also kind of know that Roderick Strong is possibly not staying with the company eventually and going to leave NXT. So I have to ask you guys this. Is this a title that you guys still want to see a cruiserweight championship be featured on the brand? Or is this a title that they want to turn into some other title? Or do they just want to scrap it all together and let it leave with Roderick Strong? You guys can decide on that. I personally like the title. I've always been a fan of the Cruiserweight's work. And I think they work a lot faster and they work and it gives you a different style of wrestling um, that you don't see the same thing in and out. So is the cruiserweight title gone? You decide. 
We also have a Hall of Fame announcer, Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix is leaving and has left NXT. The WWE Hall of Famer wrapped up her commentating duties Sunday at War Games NXT on December 5th. That show was her last commentary appearance for the brand. Phoenix said that she wants to spend more time with her family. She's been with NXT for 135 episodes over three years. She's expressed gratitude for everyone that's helped her along the way. Beth Phoenix is a four-time singles champion in the WWE. She's held the Divas Championship. She also has had two rings with the women's title, and she was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2017. So, the announcer booth is gone for Beth Phoenix. Welcome to Splitsville. We seem to be having this topic a lot here on Tap Out Talk. A week ago, we talked about the Dudley, um, Bubba Ray Dudley actually splitting up with Velvet Sky. And now we have another breakup in the world of wrestling. According to Bodyslam.net, Charlotte Flair and Andrade have split up. This news comes after it was discovered that Andrade unfollowed the Queen on social Instagram. It was reported in multiple sources that have confirmed that Charlotte and Andrade have split up. No further details about the split were provided. After speaking with multiple sources, it can be confirmed that the two are no longer together, and sources indicate that the breakup did not appear to be mutual, and it was solely on Charlotte Flair's end who ended the relationship. Um, these two, as you guys remember, were engaged at one point to be wed and married, but that is no more. There was no details of, other than this on it and the story, but the couples were engaged, and again, they never really publicly announced a date. So these two are done. Was this pressure from the WWE on Charlotte, or was this ultimately her decision or her father's decision? Who knows? You decide. We have a former WWE writer that wants to own a wrestling in wrestling promotion that is freddie prince jr yes that freddie prince jr a lot of you guys from the famous movies she's all that hollywood actor was actually a writer for the wwe for a brief time um, prince actually wants to make a return to the wrestling business the actor and former wwe writer says that a huge amount of independent wrestling talent makes him want to take start in getting a wrestling promotion up and going he even discussed it with a former wwe superstar in reference to the recent releases he says it makes me want to start a wrestling brand everybody sees what they get and everybody i see it and i see it and i get hungry um it was a carrying crosses i was in carrying crosses dms for real the other day and his release happened and i was like hey man i didn't want to go back to work for fun I went back to work to invest in things. Imagine Keith Lee, Karrion Cross on the same roster making people watch them fight. So anyway, Prince goes on to talk about um, overall like how he would like to try to do that. But the reality is, you know, is that going to happen or is it just kind of lip service at this point? You guys decide. But Freddie Prince um, says that his ambition to launch a wrestling organization will depend on his 2022 filming schedule. He was originally hired uh, back in 2008, again, as a writer, and he said he accepted mostly company stock as payment when he worked there. So soon, he might be the one writing the checks behind the scenes. Let's move on. All right, guys, the death of DVD, WWE Home Video is the next story. So I don't know if you guys are like me, but I enjoy owning physical media. I like having that DVD box in case my internet fails, um, in case it goes out and then I'm stuck watching nothing. So I like having those moments in my hand where I can put them in a player and watch them at any time, no matter what. 
So, many of the WWE fans collected DVDs for over years, and some have amassed a quite a collection like myself. Those DVDs might be collector items someday in a big way soon enough. The WWE is no longer in the home video market, according to Wrestling DVD Network, which is one of the pages I follow quite a bit. They had to break the sad news that the WWE is no longer selling DVDs starting in the year 2022. WWE DVDs might still be on the shelves as long as Walmart and other retailers are allowed to sell them, but Vince McMahon's company won't be making any new DVDs to add to anyone's collection, um, departing a business that they've been in since 1999 with WWE Home Video. It's no surprise that the WWE has taken this step. They position themselves as a major player in the streaming market, and their deals with Peacock was a big one, and now they won't sell DVDs to provide any more competition to that. It's a shame to see this industry go. I know we've been going that route for years but um you know we're getting to the point where we're you know find ourselves paying instead of a one-time fee to own it for life and watch it as much as you want we find ourselves in these situations where we're paying a monthly fee to have access to watching it right so we're buying it continuously um that's the corporate effect you know and that's just kind of the way the world has went with the convenience Let's get into um, the newest and the final story of the night here is the WWE recruiting athletes, actual athletes. That's not saying the indie wrestling promotions don't provide athletes because these performers are athletes, you guys. But the WWE is recruiting a new process, which is uh, announced the new NIL. And then basically it is the next in line program, right? Some people might call it name, image, and likeness program, aired to be recruiting college athletes. This follows the historic NCAA policy that went into effect this summer, allowing athletes to monetize their name, image, and, light, and likeness. Um, this program is actually dubbed the Next in Line program. The NIL program aims to enhance the talent development process and the collaborative partnerships with college athletes from diverse athletic backgrounds, and it reads a WWE press release. Triple H was also quoted in the press releasing the announcement of the Next in Line program. WWE nil program, as we're going to call it here, um, has the potential to be transformative to our business, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, said, who is the executive vice president, global talent and strategy development era. Um, by creating partnerships with the elite athletes all over the wide variety of college sports, we will dramatically expand our pool of talent and create a system that readies NCAA competitors for the WWE once their collegiate careers come to a close. Part of the program will include college athletes being able to train at the WWE Performance Center. Athletes will also receive an education on things such as brand building, media training, live event promotion, and more. Upon completion of the program, some athletes will be offered a WWE contract. There you go, guys. So what this is boiling down is this is the WWE taking a next step. Now, they do not want indie performance wrestlers anymore this is the wwe showing you they are not in the wrestling business anymore they are in the sports entertainment world like they've been telling us for years and they have left the wrestling industry right so what they want is they don't want you to go work a job somewhere and learn an art and a craft for multiple years and then by the time you're in your 30s come in here and then they have to try to redo and retrain you to do it the wwa they want names and faces and recognitions that are already known in the college world. They want to bring in athletes and they want to mold them in the WWE sports entertainment image and do things their way. Okay, and then this is also them branching out into the performance media side of the world, right? So 
brand building, media training. So this is them tapping in and trying to legitimize the sport of professional wrestling a little bit. So I can see this is a huge push for them to look. They're, they're, they're taking it from like a carnival show into a, they're trying to legitimize themselves as a sport in the world of professional wrestling. Now, I don't know about you guys. Um, Triple H doing this probably is going to be a good thing, but the ultimate reality is this is going to kill the wrestling industry in the WWE land. And this is more, they want a cookie cutter product that they can file in and they don't want the time to actually let things naturally catch on. So they want to be able to throw you with a brand, throw you with some media, and they want you to fit into a mold and they want you to produce faster. They want you to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin big money maker but they want you to do it in less than six months. And if not, then they want to get you out of the door and they want to get the next one in in the next layer of recruits. So it's going to be like an NFL season where they're looking to cut people just like that. So this nil program, I'm not sure what I feel of it. I'm going to sit back and reserve my judgment on it. I don't know. You guys decide if you like it or if you don't. But the thing is, I do see that this is going to create a huge divide between New Japan and AEW and Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling and all the indie promotions over here. And this is going to make WWE stand out in its own little world. Okay, And so we are going to have a huge divide between promo marketing and overall wrestling and i feel like we're going to have it's going to be an interesting it's a high risk high reward situation but i'm really interested to see how this plays out so that is all the news i got for you guys today again as always thank you so much for being a part of the channel thanks for watching like share subscribe and then it's not goodbye it's game over